to episode 50 of Unlicensed Entertainment. I am your host, Carl Etner. With me today is a very special guest, Alex Herrera. Welcome, Alex. Hi, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good. For those of you who do not know Alex, because uh, I don't have that many listeners, I mean, you guys didn't listen to me before, he used to be my co-host on my favorite podcast I ever did, yeah. even more than this one, Alex and Carl Unlicensed Film Reviewers. Yes. We did hundreds of episodes. Yeah, yeah. like literally hundreds. I it's think, crazy. I think the podcast now. was around six years long. Yeah. You were for four years of it, I think. Yes, I was for four years of it, um, just because it was... It was around that time that I just, it, there was a lot more shit that was just going on in my life. And I was just like, man, it's just like, it, it wasn't fair to you, the show, to myself to be like, I, I just could not invest the time. Took anymore. no offense to it whatsoever. Yeah. What I will say though, and this is, this is something I very much miss, is that you were a person that like, we were on a comedy team together. We yeah. did podcasts together. You were a person I saw every day, every week, every week, every week. for yeah. about 15 years yeah. and then for a, a good four year period, twice a week. Yeah. I saw you more than I see most family members. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly, you know, you know, lives go on. It's weird to me that you're barely in my life anymore. Yeah, it's crazy to think. I, I fully admit, you know, especially over these past two and a half years, it, it's been, I have been pretty starving creatively. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing what you miss when it's gone. And especially yeah. when you're not allowed to do that thing anymore. Well, I mean, you have three kids. It's absolute chaos. Yeah. But but even still, like my, my wife is a, is very, very um, you know generous and helpful. Like she tells me like, hey, if you can do an artistic thing, go do an artistic thing. We And I've done the same for her. Um, but like I got to tell you, man, like I, re- I was thinking about it not too long ago, even before you asked me to do the show. And I was just like, man. I miss doing that show just because it was just, it was fun and we talked about movies and there was no, like, it was just, it felt, it was just easy. I I think that's the best way I can put it. It felt easy. It felt um, just fun and we would riff and it's funny. Sorry, I'm talking. I I tend to talk a lot. That's okay. It's uh, a podcast. (laughs) Talking's encouraged. Well, I hope so. Uh, But it's funny because it's amazing, like, the things, like, maturity-wise, how I would have dealt with things then, uh, the way I deal with things now, how I would have dealt with things then, as because uh, I'm a very sensitive person and I I had very very thin skin back then, but now it's just more like yeah, yeah whatever. Like, well, no, because uh, I, I don't want to get anything on air. I might actually I want to talk to you about something else off air. Sure, but like there's some things in the past the way I've talked to you that uh, at the time I was like he's being a little sensitive, and now I'm like. That kind of sucked. That was shitty behavior. Oh, dude, that that is the underlying theme of our whole comedy group for the first what seven, eight years, Probably maybe longer, yeah. maybe the whole run of it. Yeah, we could absolutely talk about that affair. Yeah, we don't don't have to air that. No, there's a lot about our comedy team and the people surrounding it that we could be talking about right now. Oh, one hundred percent. If we went into like the first podcast that we did, improv talk with the lobby, because yeah. I've done multiple podcasts with Alex. Yes. That one was probably the most problematic. It's also the earliest. Oh, heinous. It's heinous. But it, even even current day issues with our current friends, it's pretty incredible the thing that we could talk about. But anyways. Yeah, no, we're, yeah. we're never going to make it into no, a public no, office. No, 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 definitely not. But uh, yeah, no, so I, I miss doing this with you. It was, yeah. it was a lot of fun for me. And I don't know about you, I'm not very good at one-on-one conversation for uh, like the reason why I love doing a podcast is because there's a format. I have topics picked out sure. that we're going to talk about and it's about things, something, things that I'm knowledgeable on. Yeah. 
So, like, that makes it... People listen to this podcast, I talk a lot. Yeah. This guy won't shut the fuck up. But if you get him in real life, I am so afraid of the dreaded, like, hmm, what are we going to talk about? Yeah, sure. Because there's not... there's. There's an expectation, you know, on a podcast, like you said, there's a format, there's stuff to talk about, there's stuff to rip about. There's a theme. You're centralized. Yeah. Whereas if you're out with somebody, you could potentially be like, all right, we've talked about everything we need to talk about. I Here's how bad it is, how bad it is for me. So I had my brother over for the mm-hmm. first time in like, I don't know, six months maybe. Mm-hmm. I haven't probably haven't seen him since Christmas. I could be wrong, but to my memory, that's it. Sure. And it was just him and I. Usually my wife's here, but she was, uh, she was on vacation. Mm-hmm. And it was horrible. <laughs> I hope he never listens to this because it was awful. Like he would, I tried picking out. Oh, let's try to give him a new restaurant to try. I was like, I don't really care about food. Oh boy. That's... Okay. Uh, oh, I got a bunch of co-op video games. When we were younger, we loved playing video games. Sure. Uh, he he said he liked Mario. Okay, I got a bunch of Mario games to try out. He's like, oh. I only like the old Mario. The new one. He was like, even the 2D side scrollers, it's just something wrong with oh, it. Oh, boy. And like, I even brought like, he's in a, he's in a comic book. So I was sure. like, I have a geek uh, shelf on my, in, my, in, my, uh, in my apartment. And it's just full of geeky Marvel stuff and things like that. Mm-hmm. And there's a Reed Richards in there. My brother loves Reed Richards. It's one of his favorite comic book characters. I love Reed Richards. It's something we have in common. He looked at it and goes like, I don't really care about Reed Richards when he doesn't have the beard. Because mine's a beardless Reed I spent the whole time just like, I don't know what to do with you. Because every single time I start suggesting something, it's like, eh, I guess. I'll do it if you want to, but I don't really care about it. This is a serious question. I'm not, I'm not being physician. I'm being very no, serious about this. Go for it. Do you think that he genuinely just came to see you just because, and he did not want to be there at all? I feel like we were both waiting for the other person to cancel. I, I like my brother. So but you both lost a game of chicken, basically. You both lost a game of chicken. I like my brother, and I do like spending time with him sometimes. Sure. I think it's easier when my wife is here, because the, the semi-compliment he gives me is, like, I like you better when you're with Tasha. That's, <laughs> That's not a compliment. Wow, that is But amazing. he has said it multiple times to me, thinking it's a compliment. Your wife, I will. I, one of the things I will absolutely give her credit for is, like, your wife is definitely a conversation starter. Oh yes, which is which is what you need. You oh, need yeah. that. She's a. I call her my co-host. I've kind of tricked her into. She didn't realize what was going on for a while, but I was having her on as every other guest. And then eventually, I told her that was happening. She's like, "Really?" So she's my co-host. She just didn't know it until Love recently. It. Great. But she can talk. She's yeah. very good. Talk. And it's not a bad thing. No, it's she, not. She's unfiltered. I've had to edit her because she's once said things on the show. She's like, I don't want my coworkers to hear me say things like this. Sure, 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 sure. But she's a lot of fun with that. Yeah, but, man, uh, great. I think you were so consistently good on that show. Thank you. Uh, we had a lot of good bits, and I, I, I dude, I just miss you. So I'm glad yeah, you were able to. Do I missed this. you too, man. General, it's it's interesting what what it finally takes for you to actually take in uh, take stock of the people you genuinely care about and the people you miss and it took a global pandemic and horrific tragedies in this fucking awful country that we live in yeah uh that, that you finally realize oh man I, I i genuinely do miss this person i mean i have been speaking about awful country and again this is so not entertainment yet but it's my podcast who cares although I did hear on another podcast where they did notes about how to make a good podcast get to the subject of the podcast immediately seven minutes in Ah, who cares Uh, I am not a fan of this country anymore I used to be and then slowly getting more and more oh yeah see all those Australia flags I've been pushing my wife to go to Australia hell yeah baby she does not want to and it's already on her because she has the career where they want her they don't want me yeah yeah, they want her nurses are important oh yeah I'm useless 
But I just want to mooch off of that. But apparently me wanting her to have an all right on her is why she won't do it. Yeah. If I could get the job, she'd be for it, but it's too much pressure. Yeah, yeah. So I'm stuck in America. Man. Bummer. All right. Uh, is there anything you want... Are you working on anything or have any projects? Um, Personally, no, not really. Uh, the other podcast that I had, the, re- the wrestling podcast that I did for a long time, we just have been really dormant. We've been... Uh, tinkering around with new formats but that's nothing right now it does um, get old doing like when we used to do Alex and Carl mm-hmm. I started around like the last two years or so of it I started for, t- tinkering with the format because it gets boring doing the same yeah. exact show over and over absolutely again. you need to do something fresh like there are shows that are still great for years and years yeah. but they, even they tinker, tinker every once in a while but aside from that I'm not doing improv consistently enough I'm looking for stuff to do but... what happened to uh, you were on Caitlin's team did that team just dissolve yeah well it, we were really hitting our stride and then the pandemic hit and then um, you know after about year and a half and everybody getting vaccinated and we were all like hey let's go again uh, some personal stuff at the theater happened mm. that I won't get into because it's not my family business yeah um, but uh, we were all ready to do lined up shows. Um, we were all ready to do shows this year and getting the message that we got the kibosh on it for uh. whatever bullshit happened. And, you know, it's a bummer. Um, and it sucks because I know, I don't know if I'll ever get a chance to perform with our friend Caitlin again, mm-hmm. just because Caitlin is actually moving to, um, she's moving to Ohio in the fall oh, she's wow. to, to get her master's in theater. Like oh, good for her. Yeah, I know she, which is something incredible for her, but obviously it's a little bit bittersweet for me. Um, just as a personal thing, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but aside from that, um, I will say the one thing that I am actually doing creatively that I actually just paid a good amount of money to take a to take a one on one class in and something that I practice in is uh, voice acting. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It's just because it's something that I don't want to say it's easy because it's absolutely not. And there's stuff that I'm studying and looking at, but it's something that I know that I can actually do in my home in front mm-hmm. of my computer and and practice and do that and just talking to the to the to the voice actress that I had a lesson with who was fantastic um just some of she gave me so many notes and so many mm-hmm. things that I actually could work on in practice which is super great and fun I don't know if anything's ever going to come of it but hey it's something to but look forward to that's a lot that's very cool and uh you know you were in our group you were the guy I don't I wouldn't say you're 100% there yet but you definitely had the raw talent yes. where you could go like if this person were honed he would definitely be a great voice actor. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You were also... Yeah, I really I'm going to give you one more compliment. I think I told you this before, but I always considered you when we did improv together. You were kind of like... Uh, if you're like playing a racing game or something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. You know Mario is the, like the guy who's good at everything. He's not like... He's not like the guy who specializes in any particular thing. He's not thing. great. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not an insult. I swear. No, no, no. But no, I... I you 100%. Are, you always want him on there because he's always reliable. Yeah. And you do win and kick it out of the park a lot of time. But like, you know... I always wanted to work with you because of that. Well, thank you, I, and I genuinely appreciate that. And I, you know what's funny is I don't think that – looking back on everything and just being really retrospective about our time and our show and our team and everything, it was funny because I think we all had genuinely great – we all had stuff that we were good at. Mm-hmm. And like, like you said, I think everybody had their thing that maybe – people were more well-rounded and solid but i think people were who maybe they were lesser in other areas were really terrific in other areas i thought i I think the thing that you didn't get enough credit for was you know is you know we made you you know your voices were on you know your impressions and voices you know whatever needed work but i do think that i think you always did a genuinely really good job of when we needed something to be when we needed something to like just kind of grounded a little bit mm-hmm. and you could either be grounded or you could be way out there. 
And you, and I think you did really well at like listening, at listening and just not jumping in. And if you needed to support, you were there to support, which I always really appreciated looking back on everything now. Oh, thank you. This has been a nice compliment fest. I know, right? <laughs> and our, our listeners who have not seen us are just like, I don't care about these guys I've never seen do comedy. Now it's time for our stupid bullshit. Oh, uh, by the way, before I get into the next segment, I yes. keep on forgetting to tell people to do this. Please, rate and review this show. It's very important. I have been doing the show since January 2020, and I have two reviews. That sucks. Damn. So please just do that. If you're listening to this show, and it shows, I've seen that people listen to this show... Dad, please, <laughs> please leave a rate and review on the show. Yeah, it's it's, it's simple. Just say five stars. Hey, good show. Yeah. That's all you need to put. Yeah, there you go. All right, so let's move on to that and let's get into entertainment thoughts. This is a segment where uh, I don't review stuff, but I t- I talk about the stuff that I took in this week in entertainment, whether it's books, movies, podcasts, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. and just thoughts that they gave me. Yes. So the first one is, I watched this movie called Escape Room. It's a horror movie about escape rooms. It's actually better than it sounds. I swear to God, because okay. it sounds fucking stupid. Yeah. It's a great time. But anyways, in the story, there's like eight people that are tricked into going to this thing, and they all have like a trauma story. Yes, sure. And they have to explain it. And I was amazed, because they all do these stories very short and succinctly, and I know most people do not know how to tell a story. Yes. Like, I love my wife. I love my wife. If she hears this, I love you. But she tells a story that's probably about should be two minutes and takes it to a half an hour. Oh, that 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 used that used to be me. That was a hundred percent used to be me. I used to be horrific at telling stories, but now I've gotten much better with it. So to merely be, he's all right. So I just I watched this movie. I was like this is that was the part that was unrealistic to me. Not that there was an escape room that where like people were dying inside <laughs> horrific deaths. And it's like yeah, I, I believe that they could tell a story. All of them would tell a story. Maybe one of them. But all eight of these people can tell their trauma stories really well and short, and just, I understood what happened in a short period of time. No. No, this movie's fucking stupid. It doesn't make any sense. That, that, yeah, that, that's, that's such an interesting observation, because it's so funny, you just, it sounds like you're just, like, ranting and just some weird random observation, but, like, I was like, oh, that's weird. But then I thought about it, and I was like, no, you're right. Like, not everybody would be 100% this perfect storyteller. I think most people can't tell stories. Yeah, I 100% agree. think that. Yeah. And it, so, like, I think I'm hypercritical of it, partly because I used to listen to a radio show that complained about people taking too long to tell a story, so I noticed how people told stories yeah. badly. Yeah. So then, I, you know, I, I got into that mindset, if I'm going to tell a story on the podcast, I have to tell it with the, just the right amount of details. Yeah, sure. So I think I'm more hypersensitive. So people don't think I'm a complete asshole, but I am judging you when you tell me a story. No. I, oh, I yes, absolutely. Okay, this wasn't uh, this wasn't uh very much like a anything new against the movie. But I recently saw the movie Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Have you heard of this? I saw a trailer for it, and I was kind of like, that seems super interesting, but like kind of super sappy. But yeah, all right. I loved it, but great. There was a thing I'm gonna tell you. There's a point in the movie where this char- this character has been wanting to find their family. Okay, and they. Get what they want, basically. Sure. I'm going to ruin the end of the movie, but you kind of figure with that kind of movie it's going to happen. Sure. And I was like, okay, sure, they're fine at first, but they've been living alone for so long. Once they're in a room full of, like, 50 shells, they're going to be uncomfortable. And I thought the movie wasn't going to do that. The movie did that. And I found out the most relatable thing in the world. <laughs> because, like, 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 my wife was on vacation for, uh, like, a week. And that was super hard for me without, me without her being there. I love seeing my wife. Sure. But so then I started going out with people. People kept on like contact me, go hang out, go hang out. I'm like, I'm lonely, but I hang out. Yeah, yeah. 
by the end of the pe- hanging out with all the people, and I had a good time with everyone but my brother, I was so burnt out on people. And I was like, I can go from lonely to overdone way too fast. Yeah, you fill up you fill up your people meter, and then you're like, nope, just want to stay home and just sit in my uh, my pajamas all day and not give a shit and talk to anybody. And the good thing for me is, I, eventually those people go away, and all I'm going to have is my wife, who's yeah. the one person I could stand for long periods of time. Sure. But this shell... They're there. <laughs> they, they're there. They're not going anywhere. They finally found each other after two years of being apart, and now they just live together. Oh, my God. That's horrible. I would get into a routine and then realize, oh, no, I can't do my routine anymore because someone's there. Yep. Oh, my God. I think that, you know, I, I think I, I'm sure you fell into this when you first moved in with your wife, even before you were married. It's the same thing with me. It's amazing the stuff you kind of have to change and the routines mm. you have to change, and it's just like... Oh, I can't do that thing that I've always done yeah. my entire life wherever I've lived. Now it's totally different. And you learn, you you adapt, you get better from it. But it's just, at first it's just such a culture shock for you personally. Yeah. I, I'll say, because I never lived on my own. Yes. Uh, that I didn't have as much of a culture shock. Because I went from living in, uh, it has nothing to do with my mom. But I think the guy that she was married to, and my mom suddenly listened to this, didn't want me there. And it felt very much aware of that okay so like that was uncomfortable for me sure I, moving in with tasha and uh, my former roommate frank it's like okay well uh this is this is nice i did have to get accustomed to sleeping in a bed with somebody yes which is, like you know every once in a while sure it's fine but living with her we had to learn some systems oh we dude. have our own blankets Don't that's get... how we that's our system oh. we used to like she'd take her blankets away and like what the hell i'm freezing the night now we have our own blankets. It's D- beautiful. Don't get me started with the systems here. The bullshit, the minutiae you have to do in order for you to just get a decent night's sleep. <laughs> like, okay, real quickly. Yeah. My wife has to have her feet under the covers, mm-hmm. on like, un- like covered. I cannot uh, have my feet covered. Can't. Yeah. I need my feet out in the open. I need some cool air. I feel hot. I feel contained. I feel weird if I'm just completely covered head get to Get your toe. own set of blankets. <sighs> it's so good. Man. God, that's that's. I don't know why I've never thought about that. It's just one sheet, and that's it. Ugh. And she and she hates it when I was like, "Why do you do that?" I'm just like, "I can't. Like, I just can't be covered." You you keep the blankets like underneath your bed or something like Mm -hmm. that, and then at night she could just take the main ones and you just get your your under the bed blankets, and you're good. You're golden, man. It's beautiful. Well, it's it's been hard for us for the past like four or five years because at some point. Pretty much throughout these entire last entire four or five years, we've pretty much, except for like a six month period, we've had a baby or a toddler in the same bed oh, with God. us at some point. So isn't that scary? Because I I terrified. I fear about like rolling over or at least elbowing the kid in the face and just be like, well, we gotta get a new kid. Horrifying. But what I will and I will admit when our um when my second son was born. I slept on the couch for a good while. Yeah. Cause just because, for just for pure like, nope, 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 nope. Not just doing not, it. Not doing it. But it, my wife made a, my wife made this point to me, and she's actually kind of right. You gain this parent spidey sense of like anywhere you're like you somehow find yourself molding yourself and restricting your body in certain mm. ways as to not run over, to not like run over, as to not roll over your child or suffocate them, which have happened in real life, which are yeah. horrific See, stories. Not everyone, not everyone gets that. <laughs> and I, I gotta say, my wife has, uh, has 
spun out and it slapped at me in her sleep. Great. And she's gotten up and like slept walking and like not slept walk, slept crawled. Yeah. And like stuffed blankets underneath me. So you know it might not be safe. I've laid the ground rules for when we have a kid that we're not going to have in the bed and my wife agrees. Yep. But we'll see what happens when there's actually a child there. The best sleep, like, well, it's the old Mike Tyson saying, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Everybody's got a plan until there's a fucking baby in your bed and then you pass out because you're so goddamn tired and you no, just I, want some fucking I've sleep. heard you get plenty of sleep when you have a baby. Oh, yep. Tons. Tons. Uh, okay, so I was watching this show, uh, Stargirl, which is the only CW show I watched because it was on a DC app first, and actually it was pretty good. Okay. Anyways, something I noticed while watching that show, she, you know, she gets the the staff to become Stargirl, mm-hmm. and suddenly she know she knows how to sew and make her own costume. No frame of reference for the show, just for me, purchase. It's just a, no it's just a it's just a DC show with a girl that finds a magical staff and she fights crime with it. But the main thing is, is that when she gets her abilities, she knows how to sew. When Peter Parker gets bitten by the radioactive spider, he knows how to make his costume. Yeah, yeah. It seems like if you like the universe knows if this person's gonna be a superhero, well, sure he's brave and all, but he doesn't know how to sew. So let's skip him for the powers. Man, I, I gotta tell you, you're there. You've already there are two or three observations you've already hit here that I'm like, man, you're right. Like, why all of a sudden do they magically know how to patch? do patchwork on every single possible fabric. Yeah. And especially some fabric that's just like, is not is not normal fabric. It's genuinely like tough fabric to protect them. And they can't just go out to the store and like get someone to, to fix it up for them. They gotta be doing constantly fixing it, which they get in super big battles with explosions and stuff like that. So of course they're gonna be always patching it up. That's why I always appreciated that thing with Batman because Alfred always did that yeah. for him. Sure, but still, someone in his life has to be able to yes. handle, handle it. Yeah, sure. If I were to become a superhero, if I were to get superpowers, I wouldn't have a costume. I couldn't help it. It's just, it's just you. It's just you and your outfit, and that's just your. That's just you. The best I'd be able to do is like, did you ever see uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two? And I'm that, sure I okay, have years ago. And that one, all he doesn't have the hockey mask yet. He just has a bag over his head, yes. and then just some holes for his eyes. I'm going to try to get one that's not white because I don't want to look like a Klansman, but that's my pet plan if I become a superhero. <laughs> Please don't. You don't? Yeah. I'm, like, I'll get a black hood. Uh, oh, sure. That's better. That is reminding me. Okay, so this is... I was I'm started reading Moon Knight because, you know, the comic yeah. came out, the yeah. movie show came out, and you know how he has the very white costume? Yeah. There is a storyline in the comics oh boy. where he is... He gets crimes associated to him from the Ku Klux Klan. Great. They actually acknowledge the fact that he kind of looks like a Klansman. The The TV show cleaned up, he looks very Egyptian. But yeah, in the yeah. comic, it's just like a, a white hood very with a, with a yeah, another yeah. hood over it. It's, it's very Klansy. Oh my god. Man. Alright, let's see what else we got. Hit me with them thoughts. Okay. Have you ever... I was, I was watching, listening to the Ron Funches stand-up album on Spotify. Okay. He loves Ron Funches. He's great. And... I notice, have you ever been distracted to the point of where you can barely con- concentrate on the comedy by somebody's laugh in the in the stand-up? Yes. He, on stage. It's happened on stage with me as, as we, we as we performed before, yeah. If you uh, listen, I think it's called The Funches of Us. It's like a riff on The Last of Us. That's mm-hmm. his, his album. Okay. There's a guy on there. I think he's forcing it. Because he, he tells a choke, joke and then he just goes, ah! He screams every single time. And I, I got to a point where it's like, please don't make a good joke. Because if it was an okay joke, you're an ah! Yeah, yeah, ah! 
But if you did a really good one, it's just that scream. It's like, I can't. I don't know if, if Funches is funny here or not because I'm so angry at this guy. I wanted to punch him, but of course, I don't know who he is. It sounds like an alien from Mars Attacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what? Uh, so there's, uh, in in the improv community that, we, that we've been a part of, there's a improv camp that people go to. It's yeah, the Improv Utopia. The, fr- the first and only time I ever went, there was this girl there. I can't remember. I can't remember what her name was. doesn't matter. She was, uh, and she had a laugh that was so distracting, like to the point of like, almost like that Ron Funches thing where it was yeah. just like, <gasps> like yeah. loud and like to the, to the 10th degree that the counselors literally had to pull her aside at, at one point and just be like, so we need you not to laugh so hard because you're literally distracting. But in the improv nice way of like, oh my God, you're such an amazing person, but your laugh is a little distracting. Do you think, because I 100% believe this, that they are doing it for attention. That they don't laugh, they don't really laugh like that. You know, I, I think that's an interesting question because I'm sure there are definitely people that are, are but p- sometimes people just laugh in a way that their body just, they can't, when you find something so funny, you literally just don't have any control of bodily functions at all. Like, I get that to a certain degree, but when it's like that loud and that seems forced, sure, I don't believe it. Yeah, I, I I'm calling I, phony. I, I could, yeah, I could see that. There, I think people for sure definitely like, ha 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 ha. Like, yeah, yeah absolutely, yes. People, but, some people are for sure doing it for attention. Like, we went to uh, the movie The Black Phone the other day. It's a horror film. And, How know, was that, by the way? It's very good. It's very oh. intense. Oh. The thing that was annoying that is when it got intense, the girls next to us were going, "Oh no! no oh, I'm so scared!" Like talking out loud, giving their own commentary of their feelings. And I told them, "Shush!" And Tasha was like, "They're just watching a horror movie. They're getting scared." I was like, "No, they're going for. T- they're making it all about them. Yeah, they want everyone to know. Oh my God, I'm the person freaking out here. No, you're not. That's... You're fine. You know how I know you're fine? Because when I told you to shush with an angry face, you shushed. That's my wife. Love her to death, but when we're watching something like intense, like for example, we're going through the new season of Stranger Things right now. Okay. There have been some incredibly intense moments. Yes. And like I'm very intense and I very much get involved in my shows when I watch. Like I'm in 100%. Yeah. And and she, like during a really intense part recently, she was just like, oh my God, what are they going to do? Like uh, make that voice. And I was like, and I looked at her and I was like, please don't. She's like, I know, but it's just how I break tension, which I understand because she is a fraidy cat. Oh, okay. She, we watched the. Uh, the first it the remake okay that was not a good decision because it was a terrible night's sleep and she was she was literally having like panic attacks of just like this horrible because it it was something triggering from her from her past okay that did not do well so it's like i don't watch horror movies with my wife anymore yeah yeah that yeah i I was yeah i don't get affected by horror films really for the most part i just don't so I, i it's hard for me to put myself in their shoes sure but i mean i get that that can scare you and I think, yeah, like, we used to, uh, you know, know a guy, Josh, former head of our comedy mm-hmm. group, and, you know, we had, I had a whole thing with him on my, one of my other podcasts, Worst Decision of My Life, Carl and Josh show, mm-hmm. where he had to watch a movie, a horror film, and he had to do, like, we had to, like, record him and then, like, talk about it later on, and he wouldn't sit and watch it and let it scare him, which, because he's a Freddy cat, yeah. he kept on talking. Yeah. And making it, losing all attention. It's like, horror does not work if you're talking through it. Because the whole thing is about the build-up. You know something's it's coming. It's tension. It's, it's something coming. Yeah. I'm so scared. Someone's going to pop out here. Someone's going to attack this kid. Something. Yeah. But you don't know when. So you're sitting in that silence. Silence in horror films is so important. If you're just talking through it, if someone pops out, you're like, oh, hey. It's because it, it's it's his, it was his defense mechanism and his yeah. self preservation, or else he might have, depending on how fat he was at the time, he probably would have had a heart attack at that point. 
Yeah, but I, I don't. I'm very much in the uh, mindset of when I watch something, mm-hmm. I want to be completely absorbed. I don't want you talking to me. I don't want you touching me. I want to be in that world. Especially if it's something intense. If it's like a romantic comedy, I'm watching it with my sure, wife. Sure, yes, yes, yes. But I want to be, I want to be manipulated. When I'm sitting down to watch yes. a movie or TV show, I want to be, I want to feel the emotions that they want me to feel, and it's distracting. That's the same way, like not just horror films, but like thrillers, mm-hmm. like really good thrillers, like being really intense with it. And my wife going, "What do you think? I think I figured it out." I'm like, "Shut <laughs> up." I don't care if you figured it out. We can t- we can check we can compare notes afterwards. I still remember uh, when we went to go see Casino Royale. We all went together. I sure. dressed up. Yep. And I got in- I got into that mode really fast because this is like the culmination of my life. Yeah. And I think it's more important than my marriage. Don't tell my wife. Uh, <laughs> and the movie started up, and immediately he turned to me and was like, "Carl, Carl, Carl, are you excited?" I'm like, "No, fuck off." I was like, I knew you. I knew you were gonna say, "Man, who did that to Carl?" And I realized I remembered it was me. It was you. <laughs> oh man! I had to go back to see the movie again, and then some bullies scared me off. <laughs> only I, you! I swear to Christ, these stories only happen to you. I went. I went into the movie again by myself, and some guys were just yell, like talking through it. I told them, "Like, hey, be quiet!" He's like, you want to do something about it? I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get security. And security did nothing. He's useless. Leave is what I'm going to do. Uh, oh, my God. That's terrific. Great movie, though. Best movie ever it is a great, It is a great movie. I don't know if it's the best movie ever it's, it's a fact. It's okay. Oh, all right. All, all right. right. Uh, so here's another thing that's coming up. Uh, okay. The, have you seen the trailer for She-Hulk? I have not. Okay. I've seen photos and I've seen people lose their minds over it, but I've I've not seen the yeah, actual Yeah, so trailer. a lot of people are complaining about the quality of the CGI on this. Yeah. I want to say, is the does that really matter that much? Because like I'm a big fan of like Doctor Who, old Star Trek, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and the graphics are terrible, but the story's good. In my opinion, as long as you could tell a good story, you could you got like yeah, it's a little cheesy looking, but is it is it quality material? That's what matters to me. I think people are freaking out about nothing. I agree with you, and I, I this is a whole conversation I could talk about for a couple. I could talk about for hours, but I won't. But I think this is the zeitgeist of. I love Marvel films, but this is what they've cultivated, and I do think that. Well, and I think part of it is that you, there are movies out there with genuinely great um, actual effects. I, yes. I don't know the. I forgot the term for it, but actual physical effects that are great and are that are cheaply made practical We're, effects pr- thank you that's yeah. the word I'm looking for and then you have these films where even Marvel some, some Marvel, Marvel films where the CGI look genuinely really great but I think that people are having a backlash of it because they go overkill like when they're when you're CGIing Thor's helmet on their head it's just like come on like it looks really bad and actually uh, there was an article on my, I talked about my last episode where they're talking about the people who, are, who do the special effects mm-hmm. for Marvel are saying they are being run down. Yes, the yeah. special effects are starting to suffer because they expect too much from them too fast. There's no union because there's no yeah. union for uh, so CGI. Or there's a reason why it looks bad. Yeah, so give those people a little bit of a break. <laughs> but no, I do. I do agree with you overall. Like, sure, will it affect? Like, will it affect how I view it for a little bit? Sure, but if you genuinely have a good story, if you have, if you, if you have an enthralling, you know, story, characters arc whatever it is that to me will always trump bad looking cgi or bad or bad looking um special effects like for like the example that i always give is avatar 
Avatar, you could make the argument that Avatar is generally one of, if not the most beautiful film that's ever made. I remember Visually, when it came out, there were people that got depressed because they wanted to live in that world. It was so, so that's beautiful. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It was a thing. I know, I get it, but it's still really dumb. I still have not seen that movie. I have no desire to see that movie because, again, I... I that I've heard what the story is, and it's just like that does not interest me in the absolute slightest. It is fine, and the fact that he James Cameron thinks he's going to get that same effect again eleven years later and has movies slated after that is insane. It does not have the following to do that. I don't even know anymore, man. Because like, if I would have told you two years ago that hey, a Top Gun sequel is going to come out and it's going to be our, one of the biggest box office hits of the past five to ten years but the difference is top gun has a fan base a very I, yeah that's true i didn't i don't do not like the original top gun i saw the second one loved it but uh i thought the original top gun was so stupid and then the fact that they're making it was like i had no interest whatsoever but the fan base when people talked about this was huge that it, didn't it, yeah, surprise me yeah. it's like when bringing back indiana jones sure it turned out bad but people were excited about it. Well, I, I just, all you need to know is my senior year, my junior year, the Sadie Hawkins dance, the theme of the, 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 my class that year, the theme was specifically like, take my breath away. It was Top Gun themed. Really? Yes. 100%. I don't remember. I think I went to one Sadie Hawkins dance. I don't remember a theme. Oh yeah. There was, there was a, it was the theme, the little words, the little caption at the bottom of the pictures that everybody took was take my breath away. Oh. And it went a bunch of these guys in ASB and guys who were like kind of auxiliary friends were just, they would sing and you've lost the love and feel and like outside in, in the gym. And I was just like, boy, am I glad I missed that dance? Oh, I wish I still had my pictures cause, but it was with my ex-girlfriend. I was like, I'm so sad. I don't need these pictures anymore. Oh, I still have those. Oh. My wife is angry that I still have some of those photos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I stayed friends with her, but like, yeah, I was sad for a while. I yeah. Didn't I do remember, like, I got my my first job the day that she broke up with me, and I got the job for her so I could take her places. And my boss, my new boss at the time, asked me like, "Hey, can you show me your photo ID for some paperwork?" And I had put that picture of us in my wallet and forgot that I did that. Mm. So like, showed him like, he's like, "That's a nice picture." I looked in there, I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> Was this was your was your first job the pizza pl the pizza place or the video no, store? Uh, Hollywood Video. It was pizza Hollywood was Video. Much later. Oh okay. Yeah yeah. yeah. Pizza Hut was my job before the one I have now. Oh, okay. Uh, I miss Pizza Hut only because I love driving around all day listening to podcasts. I miss the video store. I'm, oh, best people I ever worked with, and also I was knowledgeable. Yeah, absolutely. I was the guy they knew me as the angry yet helpful guy. Like customers come in when I wasn't <laughs> there. It's like is the angry but helpful guy there? multiple customers because I just knew movies that well yeah. and you're very much like that as well oh dude probably it, more so than me that that uh, there was a group of us who when we were working together it was the wild west like I like the movies I would play on the screens around should never have been played like really? I, remember, I played Oh Brother Where Art That one time oh wow <laughs> And it got to the part to the clan rally where they clearly say the n-word and my boss comes like you can't play this. I'm like what's the big deal <laughs> Uh, oh my god because it was just like at the time it was just like oh this movie's great but thankfully I got into the habit of like watching certain films but I do remember this one time sir I, this one time go for it th there was a power outage so we and the air conditioner was down and it was in the middle of summer and it was boiling hot okay like we could not let anybody in the store just for safety reasons but okay. of course two of us had to be there to yeah. close the store down of course 
So me and this guy just decided, fuck it, no one's here. We're going to watch the raunchiest, most rated R movies you could possibly Wait, think of. Wait, how do you have TV if the power's out? Would, what was... It, oh. No, it, was, it wasn't the power, excuse me, the air conditioner. Oh, okay. It was the air conditioner. That's what it was, sorry. So the air conditioner was off in the middle of summer, and we just couldn't let people in. It was bad. So we were... Like, we watched the unrated 40-year-old virgin. We watched... Like, I can't, I can't remember all these movies, but just, like, movies that, like, no way we would yeah. ever been to watch... It was pretty, and like anytime we saw somebody coming up, we'd be like, "Okay, stop it." <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, we used to only put on those kind of movies mm-hmm. after we were closed, and yeah, there's yeah. no customers in there because it's okay. But one time, someone was like, "Oh, there's a pirates movie I've never heard of before. Let yeah. me put that on." And it was a porn. Yeah. Oh, you uh, you don't have to break down pirates right. to me, but okay. Yeah, uh, I know. Ew, Pirates of the Caribbean is popular. Let's see what this new Pirates movie is. Wow, she's busty. Wow, she's naked. Whoa. Yeah. Shiver me timbers. Yeah. I Well, but see, the thing is, that was probably the soft core version. That wasn't the hard version. Oh, yeah, yeah, version. yeah. No, no. They ha- they never had hardcore versions. They had, like, Lord of the Strings and stuff like that. But yeah, Lord like, of the G-Strings. Oh, yeah. But nothing uh, that bad. Oh, yeah. But still, <laughs> I was glad I wasn't the one putting it on, because I always feel like I... I never want to be the guy accused of sexual harassment or anything. You never like wanted that. to be the pervert. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Is there okay, can I ask you one quick question sure. about that? So did you play the screeners? You guys mm-hmm. played the screeners like the yeah. here's what's coming up and blah 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 blah. Yeah, those were annoying. Are there songs that are burned into your fucking memory cause just cause you're like, I hate this song because I will forever remember it because of these stupid goddamn screeners. No, because I have a terrible memory. Wow. I love it. I can't even remember any of the movies that were on the screen. I know what we played the, stri- the, wow. the screeners, but I don't remember shit. Wow. So happy about that. Yeah, you lucky bastard. I don't even remember most of my... Like, I have a few people that I kept in contact with that I, I remember, but like almost anyone else, if they came up to me on the street, I have no idea who they are. I, I remember pretty much... Everyone, aside from like one or two people that I worked with, I really remember one of them because I dated her and she was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> uh, but overall, I, I would say I remember like ninety percent of the people that I uh, that I worked at the video store with. I, I don't remember most people. I was, I remember, a lot of people are unmemorable. I remember when I when my high school reunion came up and I looked at the list of people that were they were, had invited because it was an Evi. It showed everybody was supposed. Did to you know. go? Uh, no, I'll tell you why. Okay. I looked at it and recognized two people. Oh. I was like, why am I going to go back to, to visit two people that I don't really know? Because yeah. like most of my friends are, you know, you're a year ahead of me and stuff sure. like that. So I didn't hang out with people exactly my age and be going. Yeah. I don't know them. So why would I go? What's the point? Yeah, yeah. for sure. I get it. Anyone, I think social media has kind of killed the need for school re- high school reunions. You're oh. keeping up with the people that matter. Oh, but I, I agree with you. But then I also think that... By the time it's a 20-year reunion, giving us, like, a handful of people, it's a lot of people, parents, like, lonely people who are just like, holy shit, I can get out of the house for one night and just try to remember the times where I wasn't a depressed sack of shit? Yeah, sure. I think I, I want to be in a better career. It, like, if, if I am doing... Re- I only want to go back if I can rub it in people's faces. Okay, let me tell you something. None of that shit does not... I get it. You're right. I want that for you. But let me tell you, no one's going to give a shit about careers. Especially not nowadays. Not with the climate. Not with, not with the way everything's going nowadays. I don't, I don't care. Unless I have something rubbing in people's face, I have no reason to go back there. Mm-hmm. High school was miserable for the most part for me. I don't need to go back to that environment yeah, without fair. some ammo. Fair enough. All right. I got one more uh, entertainment uh, thought. Again, it's, it involves Stargirl. Okay. So in the show, she's like a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. She gets other teenagers to kind of join up with her league. Okay. And eventually her parents find out about this. Okay. And keep it a secret. 
Is that morally right? I mean, you can do whatever, you make your decision with your kid, but is it morally right for the parents to not tell the other parents mm. about what their kids are doing? Like, if you were to find out that your kids, let's make them a few years older, so it's a little bit more reasonable. Let's make, let's make them 15. Sure. Your kids are 15 years old, and they're doing superhero shit under my supervision, okay. and I didn't tell you, you just find out about that. Would you be okay with me? Well... No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, yeah it's these such... people are framed as as heroes, and I'm like, this is so fucked up. What you're doing, you cannot be doing this with kids. If they're 18, they can make their own choices, but they are 15 years old. Okay, but at any point does this show use the term the greater good? Probably. Okay, because that's probably why they're doing it. They're doing it for the greater good. There's an evil out there, and they have to protect them, <sighs> or else they won't be there to save everyone. And they're all getting fucked up and almost killed, and just like. So much trauma and shit like that. I don't know. I think uh, maybe you find some adults to do the greater good. Nah. I mean, hey, I've I've seen shows where adults do the greater good. Having going through the bo- the boys and over the children is just like, that is not the greater good. Let me tell you. True. But that's also very real. I feel like I've often said this. If I had superpowers, wouldn't be intentional, but eventually I'd probably go evil. Yeah. Just because you're just like, you, you just feel untouchable. Not just that. Like if if uh, if you had the power of Superman, mm-hmm. who's like you know basically a god, yep, and you think okay, I know what's better for people, mm. so like you're gonna start inflicting your rule because you want to protect people the best way you possibly can. Yep. Doesn't matter what the society says, you know better. No one can tell you otherwise. Yeah. I think you would. And eventually get more and more my way or the highway, sure. and more and more crossing the lines. But you think you're a good guy. Yes. So that's what I think would happen with Superman. Oh, sure, yeah. I I think that's why, like, I've only maybe seen one or two of those new DC era of Superman movies that lean Mm -hmm. into the Justice League. I, I, the one thing I do appreciate about them is just like, man, those cities get fucking destroyed and they show the consequences of that shit. Yes. Although I think Metropolis is fine. (laughs) I think not that long afterwards. They basically destroy Metropolis and a few years later, it's it's all right. I've seen, like, I think I've seen Man of Steel and I think. That's it. Haven't seen anything else in those movies. Oh my god, they're torture. Yeah, I keep on watching. Except There's... Wonder Woman. I saw Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, Shazam, and uh, the second time they made Suicide Squad. Those are all good. Oh, the uh, the James Gunn one. Yes. I need to watch that one. I've heard those, that one's Those great. are quality. And With Peacemaker, because everyone says Peacemaker. Peacemaker great. spinoff is amazing. I love James Gunn. James he... Gunn can do it all Can wrong. I just say this really quickly? As a gigantic wrestling fan, I'm. Re- it's really awesome to see a guy like... Aside, uh, like obviously not the rock but john cena like he's a genuinely really funny actor and like he's really good with his comedic timing so it's i'm happy for him it's good that he 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 succeeded he's not just funny though like the peacemaker character is incredibly funny and and, in suicide squad he's just played for that for the most part yeah but in the the tv show he's got layers he can play the sad moments as well as as the the funny moments and what i like look i'm i do not like wrestling you know that about me yep but I've heard so much stuff about him in his personal life. He's done more per- appearances for uh, Make a Wish, Make a Wish Foundation yep. than anybody else, any yep. other celebrity. Yep. If you're a good person and you're you have that power like a celebrity has, and you're using it for good like that, all the best for you. Yeah, I for want sure. more for him. Okay. Do you have any issue with Warner Brothers potentially releasing that Flash movie and saying like, "Hey, we're still going to show it"? Um. See. Is we don't it, have to go to him death. I was no, just no, curious no, no. about this. No, I, here's the thing. Ezra Miller, that person, is a terrible human being. They are terrible. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
and I don't want anything for them. The problem is a lot of people put work into that movie. Sure. If it's already shot, put it out and then recast him after that, is my thought. If, they're, if they haven't shot much or they have the ability to, uh, to, to you know, kind of Sonic the Hedgehog it, uh, do that. By the way, that movie is playing nonstop in my house right now, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. Ugh. It's not bad. I've seen both of them. I'm all... They're fine. For video game movies, though, that's like oh, the gold standard. Yeah. Oh, no. For video game movies, they're really good. I, the only other movie I can think of that's better is I thought Detective Pikachu was a better video game. I've had, you're the second person this week that was like, Detective Pikachu was awesome. I love Detective Pikachu. I need, that well, I need, great. To, see, I need to see that movie. There's no, there's no qualifiers like, for a video game movie. No. For a movie, it's really good. Well, I mean, then that Mario Brothers movie is going to come out, and oh. then it's going to blow everything away. Chris Pratt playing Italian. Have you seen? I don't know. Have you seen? Are you a Twitter person at all? Yes. Okay. Have you seen the tweet that um, maybe you did when they were just announced that cast, and they showed this pretend dialogue between Mario and Bowser? No. And it was like, "It's a me, Mario," and it was like, "Wow, that sounded way better in my head." And Bowser just says, "Yeah, that's weak sauce." And then it cuts to it plays uh like Starland vocal bands like or ELO's song. It was so it like it, it doesn't. I'm not doing it justice at all. But that's the kind of shit that we're probably gonna see in that trailer where it's like stupid dialogue, stupid dialogue. Entertain like pop culture song. Yeah, that's gonna be right in there. Like, I I enjoyed him in Guardians of the Galaxy. I enjoyed him in the Lego Movie, and that's about it. Oh, and in, in, in Parks and Rec, I think you can only do comedy. Uh, that being said, he doesn't fit Mario at all. They keep on going like, cause he only does his voice. Yeah. Uh, they get, the people behind say you're gonna be blown away when you hear his Mario. I'm like, really? You're building it up that much and we're going to be blown away by his Mario and what they're doing with it? But I will say, the uh, the flip side of that, the one thing I will say to defend him is just like, did people actually expect for Charles Martinet, like the, the person who voices Mario in the video game, they, they you wanted to hear that whole voice for an entire film? No, I don't think that. I think they could have done it like, like the new Chip and Dale movie. Have you seen that? It's great. Yeah. Where they don't sound like the, those yes, characters yeah, at all. yeah. But I think the problem is that not only is it Chris Pratt is not Italian playing an Italian guy and they're worrying about the stereotypical voice, but also there's a backlash against Chris Pratt. Yeah, it's 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 not great. I I used to, like, I had a I, bad kid. I loved Parks and Rec, and I loved his character on that. But the more I hear about he, I mean, he, he def- got God Squad. James, James Gunn defends him and says he's not what everyone says he is. Yeah. I love James Gunn. But I have a problem where he hasn't really spoken out against that church that is super homophobic and yes, problematic. Yeah. Until you do that, I'm gonna still find you problematic. Well, I, 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 my wife didn't have an issue with it, and I, a lot of people didn't, which is fine. He was just loving his wife. But that post about his wife is super weird about how how extremely possessive he sounds, and he was yeah. just like, you know, he finally gave me the daughter that like a wonderful child, and it was just like. Don't you have a son that yeah may have some def- like actual physical ailments? You see, but, like you I just do, I do think people were kind of uh, reading too much into that. Sure. I don't think he probably just didn't proofread it. Yeah, didn't think about it. The didn't sound great. It did not sound great. No, but I don't think he meant to go like finally got a good kid. Yeah. My other kid's crap. I don't think he. I don't think he's that bad of a person. No, I don't. But I think it's... he's he's homophobic. Er, most likely, or at least doesn't speak out as an ally for them when he has a platform. And that's a little bit of a problem. Are there worse people in Hollywood? Yes. 
Mel Gibson's still getting work. Oh, so I'm yeah, fine yeah. with Chris Pratt. Still well, Roman Polanski's still getting yeah. like, applauded in fucking places. I, and I, I think it's Woody cr- Allen, like, still the same thing. I think it's crazy how much Will Smith's career has suffered when these people have done much worse than him yeah. and are doing fine. Because he did it on national TV. Yeah. That's it's, why. He did it. He did that in front of a live studio audience. I forgive him. I'm done with it. It was like, you, you did something stupid. I'm going to mock you for it, but I'm going to move on. I got bigger fish to fry. I, the jokes to me are not even the slap or whatever. Fine. You want to defend your wife, but I'm like, dude, how pussy whipped are you? Like, oh, yeah. Your wife is literally banging another guy right now. Yeah, we all know that. Though. It's just, But it's just like, dude, like, relax. Anyways. All right. So that has been my entertainment thoughts. We're now going to turn into my next segment. Entertainment news. Bam, 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 bam. Ooh, like intro music there. Yeah, baby. All right, the first one is uh, Rob Zombie's The Monsters will be sent straight to Netflix. Mm. Have you seen the trailer for this movie? Yes, I have. Oh, my God. I do not like Rob Zombie movies. I think most of them are just just bad remakes. Even House of a Thousand Corpses. You're not a House of... I, that surprises me. I thought you were a House of a Thousand Corpses guy. No. I could be thinking of our other friend who is a that, giant House of a Thousand That Corpses movie guy. is a bad version of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Halloween yep. is a bad version of... I'm not sure if you've heard of this movie. Halloween. So, well, it's... It, it's it's not the best, but I genuinely... I have a soft spot for that just because I love that franchise. Like I uh, was intrigued. I, for me, the first 40 minutes of the movie I was in... It was when he started killing people and all the deaths were exactly the same. Like, they get knocked to the ground. They're screaming. They grab onto the floor. He drags them away. It's like, okay, you could do that once. Did you go to the midnight showing with us? Yes. Were you there when the fight almost started? I vaguely remember this. Oh, yeah, the fight that almost broke out in our theater. (laughs) I vaguely... This sounds familiar, but I'm not quite there. Uh, Yeah, it was hilarious. But, like, those were his better movies, and he's just been going downhill... And I know, so when I heard about the monsters, by the way, I liked, did you see Mockingbird Lane? No, I did not. Okay, it, they, it was Brian Fuller, who I think is a genius. He made a pilot that didn't go anywhere. They, they released it on Halloween. I actually thought it was really good and would like to watch the series. I oh, think was, wasn't that like a serious, kind of like a spooky, serious twist on him? I wouldn't say spooky, but definitely more of a drama dealing with the concept. Okay, yeah, this is ringing a bell now, okay. I, I thought it was really cool. I thought, you know, it had a few problems with it, but I thought they could have even then. Most pilots aren't that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I heard Rob Zombie was doing this. I was intrigued to see what his take on it would be. Uh-huh. I didn't know he was just basically going to do try to do the same tone, both raunchier humor yeah, yeah, yeah. and really bad acting. Yeah. You cannot pull off the same stuff from the fifth, I don't know when it came out, 60s, 50s? 50s, 60s, yeah, something like that. Something like that. You cannot pull, Munters is already kind of cheesy and he amped it up even more. Yeah. It looks more low budget and worse performed than the old ones. I. You know what? I'm not going to lie. Like I saw the trailer and I'm just like, yeah, I'm kind of in. Like it, I, it, it looks stupid. It seems like it genuinely is not trying to be anything else. I'm just no. like, yeah, all right. I might watch it out of morbid curiosity. Sure. Because I've done that. I've gone and seen the first two Human Centipede movies. I was not interested in like, oh, this sounds like Oof. a quality film. Yeah. I was like, I have to see what this is. Yeah. First one was kind of boring. The second one was the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, the so- second one's not great. <laughs> I, I've, I've watched, uh, there's a series that I watch on YouTube. It's called The Brutality Of, and he basically breaks down these horror movies. And he broke down that movie, and I was just like, wasn't oh, scary. Man. It's just fucking stupid. Well, it's just gross. Yeah, it's just gross out uh, horror. But you know what? I will say, going back to the monsters here. You know, it's I give him credit. I, I, I'm more intrigued at the fact I'm like, 
fuck, can this guy pull off like a PG movie? Like, like I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of curious about it. I was kind of hoping he'd go darker with it. Hold on, I got pauses. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, okay, so let's get on. Were you finished with everything you wanted to say about the monsters? I, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I'm, I'm 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 a little sad that I'm intrigued by it, but hey, you know what? Why not? Give it a shot. Okay, so the next story is about uh, so there's a league. Uh, people play a real life version of Quidditch, the game from the Harry Potter series. Yep. Now they have uh, decided to ditch the name Quidditch mm-hmm. because they want to distance themselves from J.K. Rowling. Because I'm not sure if you know about this, J.K. Rowling has come out as pretty transphobic. Yeah, she's a turf. Yeah, she's yep. not a good person. Nope. Uh, so they, this, I, and I think it's really cool. So they are now changing it to quad ball. Mm-hmm. Now I never played Quidditch. You cannot play Quidditch in real life. It's not a real game. You have to be flying on a broom, whatever. They're playing their version of it, cool. There were actual, like, college teams, right? Like Yeah, I've heard there. about yeah, that, yeah. But, you know, they're play- if they're playing a game and they find it fun, awesome for them. I, c- I 100% support, just like, especially because it's not really Quidditch. Yeah. Making it your own thing. Sure. Distancing yourself as far as possible from her. Sure. I, it's, I, and it's so funny. I think we literally had a similar discussion in regards to something the last time I did this show, which was a year, maybe more so than that. Um, it's it's separating the person from the thing, from the art, yeah. from from the art itself, and like J.K. Rowling sucks, yes. she really does, and it's it's interesting to me to watch other people really squirm about this and like have their own feelings about it. I have zero investment in the Harry Potter series. Mm-hmm. Haven't read any of the books. I've seen one movie, maybe, uh, but like, and it wasn't even in order. Like I saw, okay. yeah, like I saw. The fifth one, the fifth or sixth one, randomly in Mexico with my cousin. Okay. Like, so um, it, it's 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 interesting to see other people's thoughts on this and like how they're coping with this because the series is obviously very beloved and yeah. very heartfelt for a lot of people. So here's how much it was affected for me: have all the books, okay. have all the audiobooks, okay. have all the movies. Mm-hmm. Had uh, we had banners around our house of the, of the flags. Mm-hmm. I have bobbleheads. Uh, I. For our, my uh, bachelor party, both my wife and I went to Universal Studios for bachelor and bachelorette parties Great. so we could do Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. The thing you signed at our wedding, instead of like a guest book, we had you sign the Marauder's Map, Marauder's something map, yeah. from sure. Harry Potter. Yeah. Very invested in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Very much hurt when that happened. Do I still like Harry Potter? Yes. I think those are quality books, of quality course. movies. Sure. I, wanted, I wish... The J.K. Rowling would not get any more money for them. Yeah. That being said, there's a video game coming out that I kind of want to play. Yeah, my wife. My wife's the same way. My wife is a diehard Harry Potter fan. She's taking my daughter through them, um, and she's trust me, she does not like. You know, she just the way she feels about J.K. Rowling is just like, look, that's I don't agree with it, but that's her. She can believe whatever the fuck she wants, but she's still invested in it and she still likes it. So, I I don't like going like they can believe whatever the fuck they want when it is. And I don't think your wife meant it this way. No, I no, know no, she's no. very supportive. When it is a thought of people shouldn't exist or no, let's, let's disregard people. I, no, 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 for sure. Yeah. But I, but I think more so she just I, I she's just like whatever like because I think and was, the other thing that she said was those characters have done so much for me and have given me so much joy that it's not like an actor. Yeah. like in a role or like an, a director with a film like with that. It's more so like. What? Yes, people see J.K. Rowling, but like, who do you think of when you think of Harry Potter? I think of what Daniel Radcliffe, 
and Emma Rupert Watson. Rupert Grant, yeah. NBA. Those are the people you immediately think yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that's why I don't 100% condemn the films. Uh, that being said, I am kind of glad that the Fantastic Beasts franchise is really going down the hill. So I don't feel... I, I enjoy how bad those movies are now. I Again, no interest in those films. I'm like, not investment. But even those films that were just like, this this feels bad. Those, the, I thought bad. the first one was, was fun. The first one felt very Doctor Who. Okay. The second and third one... Yeah. They forgot the joy yeah. that these movies are having. We watched the third one, my wife, my wife and I, and we kept them going like, "Why is this scene here? This did nothing." And it's just over and over again. What, what the fuck are they thinking? What is the point of this? It was so boring and joyless. Is there source material for those films? No. Okay. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them uh, is a book inside the Harry Potter universe, but it's just about the the animals. Yeah. And they had Newt Scamander was the author of that book. Okay. They've gone back, and now she's writing the screenplays for his movies. I don't think she knows how to write a screenplay. Oh, no, no, no. So the, the problem is, she, I think these would be great if she were able to write a full-on book about them. Yeah, yeah, But I don't think she knows how to tell a really well-done, concise story. Especially, like Harry Potter is kind of like, while there is an overarching point to the book, most of the time it's like, a little venture here, a little venture there. They don't really tie in together really that much. Yeah. These Fantastic Beasts movies are one one plan, one story. It's not about the Little Avengers. It is, there's some guy trying to start up a revolution of evil wizards and we have to stop them. There's nothing else. Mm, okay. So I think yeah. that's, it doesn't work for, it shouldn't be that way, except for she keeps on going like, and doing these random scenes that don't progress the plot. Mm, that's weird. Again, it's very boring. For a kid's movie, I, I could barely sit through them. I can't imagine a kid sitting through it. Yeah, that sounds boring. All right, so I, yeah, like I said, good on them for rebranding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't watch the DC movies, right? I much? do not. Nope. Okay. The last one I watched was Wonder Woman. But you know about Snyder fans, right? Yes. How Z- they're very Zack vocal, Snyder, yeah, yeah, yeah kind yeah, of yeah. problematic. I mean, not kind all of them. Not all. Of them. I know some people that are very much like uh, a former guest of the show, Thera, uh, who's very pro Zack Snyder's movies, but is not problematic. But the loud voice out there is definitely mm-hmm. very problematic. It turns out that when uh, Batman v Superman, according to a report, when Batman v Superman came out with very low reviews, I've heard of this. Zack Snyder hired a, a, a company to battle this, and even used tons of bots online and Facebook and stuff like that to battle the bad reviews and stuff like that, and put out the positive mark, including I think in other of his movies, like he got uh, nominated, he won for like best fan moment or something like that in the Oscars for those new weird categories that they opened up for like fan voting. Oh, I don't even know what those oh, are yeah. anymore. So like they, the, the biggest audience cheer moment was the Flash using the Speed Force. I'm like, audiences went crazy when the three Peter Parkers showed up in the last Spider-Man movie. Yeah. They didn't, no one talked about Flash using the Speed Force in the direct to HBO Max Snyder cut of... of Release the Justice Sn- League. Wasn't it to like he did those bots too for like re- hashtag release the Snyder Cut? Yeah, that's what it's all saying. Oh my god! And it makes me feel so justified because I've always said since all the way back from to three hundred, he is a shit director. See, and uh, finally people are seeing it my way. Okay, so I I really enjoyed three hundred. I know you do, but I but I get why people don't like it. I totally get it. What there was a I can't remember all of his movies. I know he did the DC movies. There was a movie that he did. That was, oh, God. Sucker Punch? Yes, thank you. I knew you were thinking of his worst one. That yeah, movie be it. blows. Yes. And I saw that with a really good friend of ours. Uh, her name is Jill. And we went to go see it together, and we were just like, huh, that sucked. 
Like, God, that movie's that movie is bad. I think Zack Snyder is very good visually. Okay. He should not be in charge of plot, and he needs to cut it out with the slow motion. Yeah, okay. He, it's like slow motion is his is what uh the lens flare is to J.J. Abrams. Yes, especially when he did the Star Trek movies. Yes, yeah. those goddamn things were everywhere. But at least I like the Star Trek movies. But I think yeah, I do too. Uh, for like three hundred, it just was too much. The entire movie's in slow motion. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, but you know, he's done some. Go- I actually like the first Superman movie he did. Was that Man of Steel? Man of Steel. It's so stupid at moments, but it's enjoyable. Yeah, I, I like Watchmen. Not all the oh, works. Oh, yeah, shit. No, okay. Watchmen I actually really enjoy. I actually really enjoy Watchmen. But I will never say he did like a movie that's blown me away. I will defend that Watchmen just because I was just like, that's as good as that movie is going to, as, as that book's going to be on screen. It's super complicated. Yeah. It, it really doesn't work for, for a movie. Yeah. So I get that. Okay, next story. The director of the original Gremlins movie slams Baby Yoda as completely stolen and shamelessly copied. You know about Baby Yoda from the Mandalorian, right? Yes. Everyone's heard about him. Yes. Do you agree with his thoughts that Baby Yoda is a ripoff of, of whatever the fuck the original Gremlin is? I can't remember his name. Gizmo? Gizmo! You promised me there would be no hard-hitting personal questions when you brought me on this Sorry. podcast. I mean... I, <laughs> I guess? Like, that's just... I think that's a guy who... To me, that's just like, nobody's talking about me. Man! Yoda existed before him. All they did was make a smaller version that happens to be a similar shape. If they make yeah, it, it's so, the ears. Yeah, that's yeah, all it is. Yeah, that's all it is. And the guy who made Gremlins is not the first person to think of, let's put a cute character in something. Yeah. That's so stupid to get mad about. I mean, that guy's... That's... That's sad. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's kind of sad. But, I mean, I'm not going to give his name because I have to look in the article to find the actual director of it. And, like, he's not a director I know, so who cares? Oh, my God. That's terrific. Good for that. I mean, I guess, like, if that guy's so desperate for attention. All right, and we're going to finish off with one more uh, fun story. Were you a big fan of the Power Rangers when you were a kid? Huge. Okay, so I think this is very cool. There's now a, a, a toy company okay. that allows you to uh, – oh, it's Hasbro. It's Hasbro's doing this. Okay. They're doing a thing called the selfie series. Okay. You send them in your picture, and they put your head on a Power Ranger body for an action figure. Oh, wow. I want that. That is actually kind of cool. I would totally do that. So I, was, I thought fans of this would want to know, yeah, this is a thing that exists. It's Okay, but do they do specific eras of Power Rangers, well, or is the, it just like OG? The one I'm looking at is, the picture I'm seeing is original Oh, yeah, Power that's Rangers. OG. Oh, yeah, I would pay, I would absolutely... You paid yeah. big money for oh, that? Oh, I would, 100%. I adored that show. I remember I freaked out after I watched the first episode because I was like, holy shit, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, I, re- I remember I was all about it. I was obsessed with it. My, I was a, I had the Red Ranger costume mm-hmm. that I would not just wear on Halloween. That was my, I'm home from school. Yeah. Let's dress up as a Red Ranger Gotta costume. Got to do it. I had a friend that I had for years at school, I wasn't able to be the Red Ranger. I wasn't cool enough to be the Red Ranger. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know any black kids. Mm-hmm. So guess who was the Black Ranger? You were the Black Ranger? I was the Black Ranger. Man. Yeah, and I made friends for years. Uh, there was a girl, I kept. she moved away to Georgia, and I still kept in contact with her for years. I met her. I was the, Red, I was the Black Ranger. She was the Yellow Ranger. And, yeah, good friendships lasted for a long time because of Power Rangers. And ever Very since, important. And ever since then, you were typecasted. I'm always the black guy. Always the black guy. 
Oh god. The, speaking of a show that uh would we would never have gotten away with now. Remember the first we used to do long form uh movie parodies. Oh yeah. And one of the first ones we did was horror. I think it was the second one we did. And I was a black guy. Oh boy. And I did not it's shy good. away from doing a black voice. I hope that is on tape somewhere. Oh, it probably is. It pro- Chase probably has it, but he probably doesn't have any the way to convert it. it. He might have got rid of them all, so it's probably in a landfill somewhere. Some guy's going to find it and go like, ooh, this guy's racist. Um, if he ever becomes famous, well, we, yeah, I'm going to just at the control. ready, ready to become famous. I'm almost Man. there, yeah. This podcast with tens of listeners is going to get me so fucking huge. Dude, you, you're waiting to blow up. It's, you're right there. You're at the cusp. Just just there. All right. So uh, that is entertainment news. So, so I'm going to finish it off. We'll see how many of these we want to do. I have three, but we'll see how interesting it is. Okay. I've done this with my wife before. They are Am I the Assholes? Now, in order for it to fit in this show, I have to find make it movie, TV, entertainment related. Okay. So that's why I have Am I the Asshole entertainment ones. This is a subreddit. Yeah. Basically, on... people tell stories, uh, you know, personal stories, and they want people want to know were they the asshole in the situation? Yes. Or you know, was someone else or no assholes or everyone's an asshole stuff like I'm that. I'm glad that you're leaning towards like the entertainment, obviously, to go with the theme of the show. The show because there are some that I've read that I'm like, wow, that's dark. Oh yeah. I, there's also something that is amazing. I found one the other day where a guy almost lost his job for because he proved to a lady that chocolate milk does not come from brown cows. <laughs> and she told HR because she was so embarrassed and he almost got fired. Uh, that's true. That's amazing. That's great. All right. What an asshole. So I'm going to see if I can do this one well. Okay. So right. this one is, am I the asshole for how I watch TV shows and movies? Okay. This is over a discussion I had recently and wanted to make sure I am not being an asshole. My friend and I were talking about shows and movies. Mm-hmm. They're surprised to learn how I go through five seasons of a series in a few days. So I will watch a movie or show and enjoy it, but I will also fast forward or skip past things that I consider irrelevant as I can predict the outcome or the basic idea. This comes from reading, watching, and playing anything with the story for most of my life. I also only do this while watching something on my own. For instance... If it's a horror movie and the character is walking in the dark with tense music, I'll skip ahead to the point where the monster or killer shows up. If it is a drama and the main couple are having the same argument for the hundredth time, I'll skip through it. Example, scandal, any argument between Olivia and Fitz can be skipped through, basically. My friend got annoyed and said I was treating the work people did on the movie sets or series like it didn't matter. I argued that the tension scenes, sex scenes, and various moments I could predict don't matter to me. Skipping ahead can cut a 40-minute episode down to 30 or 25 minutes, depending on how predictable the show is. I still enjoy the plot and story. My friends still insist that people worked on the scenes to be watched. So am I the asshole? Yes. That really? guy, That dude's the asshole. Why is he an asshole? Well, I think... Main, well, I'm going to tell you straight up. This is more of a personal thing because of my sensory issues and like my ADHD that I have. You're talking to a guy who got a, did, had a huge backlog of podcasts for multiple podcasts. And at one point was like, okay, well, I got to go in order. I have to go in order. I can't okay. skip. Yeah. Like, that's just who I am. And I literally felt bad the day when I deleted a lot of them to catch up because they were... And it wasn't even like it was a story. It was literally like weekly video game news that were so irrelevant mm-hmm. by the time that I got that I got yeah. to listen to them that I was just like, oh, uh, like there was like this... I almost felt like this anxiety of like deleting it. I get what that guy's saying. But to me, that's kind of crazy because there are so many movies and shows that set up small mm-hmm. things in moments oh, yeah. that 
Yes, are, are like, oh, this is the same kind of scene over and over again. That's, I'll shove this on silent. <laughs> it's okay. You ask. Yeah, you're the asshole now. That they set up little things like that that it was like, wait a minute. When did they set that up? Now that guy's mm-hmm. going to go, yeah, that guy's the asshole. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. If I was in the room with the guy, I'd be pissed. Sure. Stop fast forwarding. How a person is, decides how they're going to ingest entertainment is up to them. Okay. He's not hurting anybody. His opinions might be skewed wrong. He might he might not get the full intent of the art, but that's how he wants to take it in. Who's it hurting? Well, okay, but let me ask you that. Do you think he can give a fair assessment if what if he did actually skip something kind of important, something kind of big, and like at the end of it, they're discussing with a friend, and it's just like, oh wait, you didn't see that part? Oh my gosh, it was so. Difficult. And it was like, oh no, I skipped that. Can he give a fair? proper assessment of that. No, he can't give a fair proper assessment. And you I would say that hey, you miss this part you weren't taking it all in. I wouldn't I would never ask this guy for his opinions on movies or TV shows. Sure. Because he's it's skewed because he's not getting manipulated like we talked about. In order to really feel a movie, you have to be allow yourself to be manipulated. He doesn't want that. He wants a basic cliff notes. He wants he, cliff notes. He wants a cliff shows. notes version of it. Okay. It's not hurting anybody. No. Okay. You just gotta discount him. His, his opinion doesn't really matter that much. In the actual term of the sense of the word asshole, probably not because he's not an evil yeah. person. He's not hurting anybody. But in my own personal anxiety and how I take in media, 1,000% asshole. I pro- I'll, I'll be honest. Entertainment's so important to me that I probably wouldn't want to be friends with this guy. Yeah, no. He sounds about as bad, almost as bad as a person, actually maybe worse, as a guy who says, I don't have a TV in my house. I don't trust those people. But at least those people are, are you know, they're not lying about taking anything in. They're insufferable, but I can kind of see their viewpoint. This guy thinks he's doing everything like everyone else, and he's not. And he has a, he'll have opinions that will bug me where I couldn't sit in the room with him. Then again, I can't talk to a person who doesn't have a TV in their house either. So I, guess- I, I agree with you. If, like, if he were doing it by himself, fine. He's only hurting himself. But if he were in the room with other people watching, and, and he was the guy not doing it, but even if, even if he just went, hey, guys, this isn't that big. Can we just skip through this? Like, I would hate that person. I'm like, why are you asking this question? If he ever acted like, because we, we knew some people like this, Josh Nichols, mm-hmm. uh, who acted like their opinion was end-all, be-all. If he was talking about a movie, and he was like, you are stupid if you like this movie or stupid if you don't like this movie. If he is being that kind of person, I'm like, you have no right to say that because you've never seen a full movie in your life. Sure. That would annoy, I would be annoyed with that person. But just on the bare facts that were given, you're an idiot, but uh, you're not an asshole. I say asshole. I say not an asshole. All right. Do you want to do another one? Yes, okay. please. These are great. I love I love this subreddit, so I could do this all day. Okay. This one is... <laughs> I like this one because it's so fucking stupid. Am I the asshole for not turning off my cat's TV show to avoid an argument with my ex? Okay. Okay. My ex and I were best friends in high school, then in a short relationship in 2016 that ended with him basically ghosting me. Reconnected in 2020 as a whirlwind of on and off drama. This is an example of... I don't need that much information. Get better at storytelling. Sounds like one of all my past relationships. Anyway, I live on my own with my cat who gets treated like royalty. Max has expressed several times his displeasure of my house being a shrine to my cat because of how much my cat has, how much I do to accommodate him. He has expressed before that he is not jealous of the cat, just annoyed that I give him so much attention and will choose the cat first. Okay. Sounds like insecurities over a cat to me. A few weeks ago, we needed to talk over some things about our relationship, so he came over to talk and I had a movie on. After about half an hour, I changed the movie over to my cat's favorite show on Netflix. A preschool show about baby animals narrated by children. 
This will keep my cat entertained and allow us to talk uninterrupted. Anyway, he got mad. He didn't ask me to turn the TV off. He, he didn't ask. He told me to turn the TV off. I said, no, it's for the cat. And he got mad and told me to turn it off more aggressively. I asked why. He said it was distracting. I said it was a children's show. It's for the cat. I have an entire house that we can go and talk in. He stood up, paused, then got his finger out and berated me, saying that I always have to, have to have the last word, always need to have his my way, that he's a cat, and here's the kicker, that he's a guest, and he's made a request, and I'm not accommodating him. Do I not realize how rude I'm being? I scoffed and said, this is my house. You're the guest. I denied your request, and you're making demands. Do you not realize how rude you're being? He told me he never wanted to see me again, slammed the door, and maybe got 10 minutes away before messaging me to never contact him again, which I have heard more than my own name from him at this point. Yeah, he's still around. People think I should have avoided an argument to turn off my cat's show, but no, it's my house. I applied for this house specifically for the cat. He's on he's on the lease. It's his house. Am I the asshole for not turning off my cat's show? So, long story short, <laughs> ladies have an argument with her ex. Turn on the TV show for a cat. Won't turn it off when the boyfriend says it's distracting. Is she, is she the asshole? Okay, may I ask a question before I give my final verdict here, reviewing that story? Yeah. Did she at some point... So, what from what I remember... She at some point said, hey, we can go somewhere else in this She house. did throw that option out. She just wanted to leave it on for her cat. Cat doesn't need to hear, you know, parents fighting. Uh, s- <laughs> crazy, yes. worrisome, yes. not an asshole. I agree. Not an asshole. I would, I would definitely not want to be seeing her, but I am good with, it's her house. She can do whatever the fuck she wants to oh, get. Oh, no. See, uh, younger me would 100% dive right into that. Because she's crazy, and it's going to end terribly, but it's probably going to be pretty good along the way, at least. Uh, knowing my young self, for oh, sure. Okay. But what I will say is this. I get it. Like, I... Because, like, my cats, I love them to death. They're fucking annoying. Like, if I can do something to distract them, if I'm trying to have a serious conversation with yeah. my wife, like, I get it, fine. Just go to another part of the house. Yeah. If I'm that guy, just be like, hey... Can we go somewhere else yeah. to talk? Yeah, that's it. No. Even geez. if you're in a one-bedroom apartment, you have the TV in the living room for the cat, you go into the bedroom. You go in the bedroom, you go to the bathroom, whatever. You'll figure it out. Yeah. No, she's in the right here. Yeah. I, yeah, it's I'm her house. Her. I'm with the her. cat is on the lease. Yes, cat's on the lease. Again, psychotic. She probably has a body buried or two, but... All right, I got one more for oh, you. Oh, yes, please. Am I the asshole for getting frustrated with my wife for not wanting to watch a movie for adults? Movie for adults is not in porn. He okay. says that right in the beginning. Okay, so say that one more time. Am I the asshole for getting frustrated at my wife for not wanting to watch a movie for adults? Okay. All right. Proceed. This this afternoon, I, male 34, suggested to my wife, female 34, that we watch a movie together. We have a toddler, female 3, and don't get a lot of time to get alone together. Watching a movie at home after the kid goes to bed is a little like a date night. We were both happy and excited to spend some time together. Also, since the pandemic, neither of us have actually watched a new movie in several years. All right, let's do this. I know that my wife is particular is pretty particular about movies. In short, she does not like watch movies with any adult themes, violence, interpersonal conflict, drama, or anything sad or upsetting. She likes films with happy endings, her words. She mostly watches romantic comedies or animated movies with occasional harmless, low-stakes action movies sprinkling for fun. Some of her favorite comfort movies that we have watched together many, many times are... The Holiday, Notting Hill, Fifty First Dates, Practical Magic, Hocus Pocus, Pride and Prejudice, which I feel like that one fits into an adult movie. 
Uh, Independence Day and the Pride, Avengers. Same Pride game. Prejudice. Yeah, isn't that like Jane Austen? Yeah, no, yeah. I, I I get it, but I'm just like that's just just a random one yeah, to throw in there. To give you an idea of what we were working with, right. I have known about this about my wife for a very long time since we were married, and I think it's since before we were married, and I think it's one of her endearing, quirky qualities. Okay. Most of the time, tonight it got to me. Uh oh. I pulled up a list of new movies that are streaming on the service we had, and we sat together to watch trailers. I just clicked on the first several or so new movies that popped up from Google search. There were Fresh, The Power of the Dog, Deep Water, Against the Ice, Master, The Bombardment, American Girl, The Invisible Thread, and Turning Red. It so happened that, judging from the trailers, almost all these movies feature adult themes. They are thrillers, psychological dramas, or historical fiction about tragedies. Mm-hmm. She proceeded to veto every single one, period, after every single one of those ones. Okay. Except the animated movie, of course. I don't even know if those movies are any good. Some of them didn't look good. But some looked interesting, and I got frustrated with the realization that in this rare chance to watch a full motion picture, I could not watch a movie for adults with my wife. After the eighth video, I got frustrated and shoved the laptop off at her and told her to just pick the movie. She got upset and said I, was, I ruined the nice thing we were doing together as a couple and said she didn't want to watch a movie anymore. So am I the asshole for telling my wife something somewhat rudely to pick the movie herself? <sighs> I feel this is this is personal for me mm-hmm. because of the stakes. Because I know, because I've been in this exact same sentiment of like, you got, finally got the fucking kids to mm-hmm. bed. Now you can do something on your own. I, I'm thankful because my wife and I are very open to watch stuff that like we different. Now, the one thing I will say, and I think I've told you this, she does not want to watch a James Bond film. I've tried so many times to convince her, it's like, honey, you, just watch Casino Royale with me. It's literally terrific mm-hmm. I don't know I don't want to watch it Meh. I'm like Ugh, you're wrong but whatever oh man oh wow I understand the guy getting frustrated like I really really do you're shaking the, the I'm so sorry I'm sorry okay I'm, I understand the guy getting frustrated yes because after a while like after the same shit over and over again you just want to watch Something with some kind of emotional stakes. Yes. I get it. However, if if you knew that, if you if and as he clearly stated, he's known this since yeah. he was married. Yeah. Since he was like he knows the score, he yes. knows the game. He Before knows, they had a kid, all that stuff. Yeah. Yes. I wish my my one thing from that that I wish I could know before I like make a proper judgment. Does it say anything in there about whether he can get that time to himself? Be like, hey, I'm just going to watch a movie by myself. It does not say anything about that. But Okay, fine. But I'm going to assume not just because with the toddler, yeah. with work, with whatever, yeah. whatever the relationship is. So I'm going to guess he can't. As, as this pains me to say it, I think he's kind of the asshole in this one. Yeah, I think he knew the, the choices going in there. He's made his bed. He kind of has to live with it. Yeah. She she makes decisions on that thing, or at least they have to compromise. And it's going to be something that she's more comfortable with. If a person is, doesn't want to feel depressed or upset watching a movie, which by the way is the opposite of me, I love crying at a movie. Sure. Uh, then that's their choice. Sure. You're gonna to have to wait a few years for the kid to get older, and maybe find some time to, or you know, compromise. Find some times where you can watch a movie, or she can watch her movies and stuff like that. You got it because you do have to put in some time for yourself. It can't be 100 percent the kid all the time. 
can't also make it all about yourself either. There has to be compromises. Sure. Like, talk I, about these things like an adult. If you want to watch an adult movie, talk about it like an adult. Don't throw a hissy fit because your wife doesn't want to watch a movie. No, I agree. And, like, by the way, the list of movies that he got off there, sure, they may have sounded interested. There was one movie in there that I think I recognized The Power of the Dog. Yeah. The rest of them, I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah, at least choose something that, like, Oh, I've heard good buzz about this. Yes. You said it's random ass movies. Like, but oh, but the thing is, too, it's like, it's not like, okay, I get, it's just a bunch of like kidding, it, it, it tends to be animated films. By the way, like, the, the selection, oh, Turning Red, like, Turning Red is actually a pretty great film. It's an awesome movie. It's a great film. It didn't mention 9-11, but, you know, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Um, but it's literally, legitimately a great film that actually deals with adult themes. And it's not just, it, trust me, there are movies that my kids watch that I'm like, I would rather eat a bullet before uh-huh. I watch this. And there's stuff that I watch and I'm like, great, cool. I can watch this with them and I can know, I know I can have a good time. But like Turning Red is, I think yeah. falls in the latter category, but I, I, I get it. Again, I understand this man's frustrations. I get it. Yeah. It pains me, but he's the asshole in this one. Yeah, one hundred percent. I agree with you. So we're. I think we 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 no. Never mind. We didn't sign on the first one. No, we, we we split on the first one. We split on the first one. Other than that, we're we're grieving on asshole. I said that guy was an asshole. One hundred percent. That guy was well, an asshole. This has been a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Uh, I don't want to wait until the hundredth episode to have you on. No, again. please. Hopefully, don't. we'll have you on earlier than that. Because this is I. I miss you, dude. I miss this you. This is a lot of fun. This uh, is a lot of fun, man. This is really good. Is there anything you want to plug before we end this thing? I got nothing to plug. Uh, the one thing I will say, I guess my Instagram, at AlexRera312. I'm not really on Facebook anymore. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, at, at same, same name, at AlexRera312. Uh, Black Lives Matter, Trans Lives Matter, and fuck everybody who says, who says otherwise. Uh, I will second the sentiment. All right, thank you all for listening. This has been, uh, my name is Carl. Thank you, Alex, for being here. Thank you. And remember, when you want your entertainment news two weeks late, listen to Unlicensed Entertainment. Hell.